You're listening to Tim Talks, Taking Interest in Ministry, a conversation between two great friends with over 70 years of ministry between them. Ministering on opposite sides of the border, Dr. Al Stone is the General Director of Bearing Precious Seed Canada and Pastor Emeritus of the Bible Baptist Church in St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada, while Pastor Dan Wolven pastors the North Columbus Baptist Church in Columbus, Ohio. Listen now as Al and Dan review and relate their experiences in hopes of helping others who are taking an interest in ministry. Now, here is Tim Talks. Welcome to Tim Talks. A little longer on that. Hey, that's a that's a welcome back sip. That is a welcome back to the studio sip. Yeah, I'm home. Awesome. Seems like I've, seems like I've been away for a very very long time, but it's only been <laughs> well, a couple weeks. Probably because you have been. <laughs> well, three weeks, three weeks. So back in the saddle. Here we are. Good for you. So yeah, I have to say I was listening to our Tim talks from. Uh, the time I was away, and I gotta say, my little mobile studio did pretty good. The first week was was a little, you could tell a little difference. The second week, I thought that sounded pretty good. It sounded. Yeah, pretty I thought studio, so. so. Yeah. Yeah. So, for a little Rhodes lapel mic in uh, a hotel with pillows all stacked around me, <laughs> not too bad. Yeah. Not too bad. So, yeah. It doesn't matter the mic. It's the man behind the mic that really counts. There you go. That's yep. why we. That's why we love you. Oh yes, exactly. The man behind the mic. Considering we still have, we have both of the same mics. So we do. That's it doesn't what really matter helps. who it is behind the mics. It's the oh, mic. it matters. Oh, it matters. It matters <laughs> a great deal because there's other people that have mics like this that aren't near as good as we are. Yeah. Well, if I found a mic that made me sound like I was sick too, I'd buy it. But I worked fifteen hundred bucks. It's sold. <laughs> hey, listen, it's not even you. I'm using AI. <laughs> You're doing a great job, Harrison. Keep talking. Sounds just like I'm. <laughs> oh man, that AI stuff is kind of scary, man. That's wow. We're getting into some freaky stuff there. Yeah, I was talking to one of our men in our church who. It is involved in things like that. And what he was saying was the problem with AI is that the code that it's written in, whoever right. wrote the code has already written it with particular bias. And so uh, that AI is going to have that bias. Sure. And so um, eventually, you know, it, it, like let's say, let's say I hate lima beans. And so you know, you can put in the code your opinion of lima beans, and that AI will now, in the like the speed of light, Damn. come up with continual facts and figures why lima beans are bad. And right. it reinforces a false notion with all of this data, and the data is true, but the purpose behind the data is built on a false notion. So wow. uh, it's going to be extremely, extremely different because, yeah. I mean, it's able to find so many facts and, and formulate them. Uh, the, about the only way to counteract it is using an opposite AI that's written with a different code. Right. So for those of you that don't know, artificial intelligence is AI. And computer programs now are able to do things like 
I say, I want to write a message. I tell the AI program, I want to write a message about a Daniel in the lion's den, and I want three points, and I need a poem, and mm-hmm. that thing will write the message for you. In five minutes. Songwriters, five minutes. Um, songwriters. I want to write a song about uh, two guys that do a podcast, and one guy's good looking and the other guy's funny. And it's amazing what that thing can do. <laughs> you notice I'm the one laughing. Yeah, so right. uh, that funny. means you're funny. No, you're funny. <laughs> <laughs> so the problem now is they've got um, voice programs where if I listen to you speak for five or ten minutes yes. and record that, I have yes. your voice. And people yes. are using that and calling seniors and saying, Grandma, it's me. I'm in trouble. Yes. Help me. Uh, they're holding me hostage. And it's that person's yeah. voice. And uh, it's scary stuff. So, yeah. it's uh, Yeah, I listened to an AI uh, podcast with Joe Rogan and President Trump. Wow. You know, somebody yeah. did like a five-minute, you know, five, eight-minute podcast. Right. And they both sounded like them. And use the phrases wow. that they would use. I yeah. mean, it was it was something else. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing what they can do. So um, we'll be doing this live for another two weeks, and then it'll just be <laughs> <AI>. <laughs> It'd be great. I don't oh. think AI could, could duplicate that laugh. Nobody. <laughs> nobody. <laughs> There's not a computer program in the world yes, that can duplicate that. Yes, you have to that. somehow incorporate the bronchi- bronchitis yeah. And yep. the gut laugh yes. together yeah. that never sounds the same from yeah. time to time. And put that into a 60-year-old woman. I mean, how do you do that? <laughs> 60-year-old woman Smoky. who smokes. That's right. Good old Smokey O'Rose, as we affectionately call her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. So, wow, wow, wow. Hey, I got an email for you. I got an yes. email. And Good. we're going to use it for this week, so... Let me read this. It's a little bit, a little bit lengthier, so I'll try to keep it going here. It says, uh, so it does the introduction. It says I personally stay. At, I'm a personally stay at home mom of six great blessings. This is hold from on, Holly. hold on. Yeah. Does she say mom or mom? Uh, I don't want to give away where she's from. So. <laughs> well, they would tell you. So I'll, I'll tell us both. which side of the border she's on. I'll, well, I'll say both. I personally am a stay at home mom, mom. <laughs> <laughs> Of six great blessings. While I was growing up, my mom also stayed at home and continually taught me and my siblings that according to the Bible, that God says the best and most important place for a mom to be is at home while the children are young and needing care. When my husband and I got married, we talked uh, all those details out about our desire for me to stay at home. When we have children, we both agreed that this was biblical and the Lord would make ends meet during the time of our lives. So here we are. My oldest is graduating from high school next month, and my youngest will be five in August. Uh, So still a lot of care needed, and we are still content doing what we always have. I've never worked outside the home in 18 years, and the Lord has provided above all and beyond. She goes on to say, I've seen over the past five or ten years an interesting turn of more and more women working outside of the home, and to add clarification that I'm talking about the mums within the church setting, not the group of ladies that have worked outside the home for years. Do you have thoughts on this subject? So that's uh, a great question and uh, a great observation. I would say in Canada, and this lady, by the way, is from the United States. Um, I would say that in Canada that ladies have been working outside the home for much longer than that. Um 
and and for various oh, reasons. They have but, in the states too. Oh, right, yes. right. So, um, yeah. So that's a great question. Should should our younger ladies be trying to planning on stay home, and is that the biblical precedent for ladies? So we'll take a look at that, and then I think this week we can talk about other aspects of that as well. Um, you know, should the preacher work outside of the church? We could talk about some of those things as well. So that's where we're going. So I want you to know that um, I was just in Vancouver, had a tremendous meeting there. And while I was there, Amen. Uh, I was able to have breakfast with a, a longtime dear friend, Dr. Gordon Connor, who is kind of the uh, godfather of pastors in um, British Columbia. He's been out there uh, 30 years. He was one of the first independent, if not the first independent Baptist church in Vancouver, British Columbia area, doing a tremendous job. And he was having, um, speak with him, Dr. John Getch from West Coast. Oh, uh. And so we had breakfast together and uh, there's myself, Brother Towns was there, Josh Towns. And then we had two younger guys that were there. And we're sitting talking, you know, and we're talking about churches and we're talking about the state of the church and blah, blah, blah. And I looked over to the young guys. And I said, this is Tim Talks. This is exactly what it is. It's a bunch of preachers sitting around yep. talking. So two preachers are going to talk about that today. So what are your thoughts? Let's. Uh, what are your thoughts on the state of women today working, having to work, not having to work, wanting to work, all of those things? Well, the very first thing is you need to examine mums are very hardy um very beautiful <laughs> they last quite a while um i know they stay bloomed quite a bit i can't yes. remember if you have to replant them year to year if they're perennials or if they're annuals but uh you you want mums yeah. usually yeah. around the house yeah. um mums smell and great so uh you know so uh, I, i'm not quite into all of that botany uh <laughs> no it's not botany that's yeah, uh, botany Botany. Horticulture, so uh, yeah. Hey, where's how about the moms? How about moms? Where's the god? Oh, oh. ma! Oh, <laughs> moms! You're talking about mother, mother. mother. Oh, okay. Oh, well, see, mom. It's that <laughs> da, da, it's that da, da, language da, 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 difference mom. that we have. That's what you it know? is. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, mom. <laughs> <laughs> well, mommy, dear, taking just the email, um, if this particular mother has uh, seen it in the last five or ten years. They may be in a place where uh, not a lot of people are because it's been something that's been going on for 40 to 50 to 60 years. Yeah. Uh, it really, whenever I would listen to the old-time preachers as a young guy, uh, I'm talking about elementary age, and they would talk about how World War II changed our whole society. Right. They said when the men went off to work, uh, men went off to fight, and the women had to go to the factories and go to work, uh, of course, just for our nation to survive. Once the men came back, many women had a difficult time going back home. And so they they wanted to stay in the workplace. There was a sense of a little bit more independence and things like that. That, of course, in, in a society that sort of follows a biblical regimen, and if you're not saved to begin with, that's oppressive. That's you, you look like it. I mean, we all reject 
God because we're unsaved. And so our society sort of shifted after World War II with many, many more women wanting to remain or enter, uh, you know, the workplace. Yeah. It's uh, definitely a cultural shift for sure. She she asked this question too, and I, I think this is a great question. We need to throw it in here. It says, is, is this a lack of teaching that women are going into the workplace, a generational shift, a running away from the strict conservative childhood, I know that God changes, so God uh, does not change. So why would the principle of a mom being a keeper at home have such an accepted change in the church? And I think I think that's something that we do have to look at is uh, some of the shifts of where we're at today, the cost of living today, the um, need for income sometimes in a home. I know in Canada things are so expensive. Uh, my wife just got groceries. Uh, yesterday for she and I for about a week's time two hundred dollars right two hundred dollars gas is six dollars and fifty cents I mean it's 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 a tough time for a single person especially or a, a, a single man single job income to supply single income that's what I'm looking for thank you uh, yeah to make it so there's some of those variables as well but can you do it uh, you I think you can do it you're just going to do it without a whole lot less in um, in this day and age. So the Bible says in Titus chapter 2, the aged women likewise. So I always tell our congregation, I'm not designating who that is. You designate yourself. <laughs> the aged women likewise, that they be in behaviors becometh holiness, not false accusers, not given to much wine, teachers of good things. So that's a command for them. Um, I don't think we've ever rarely considered an older woman to be a gossip, an aged woman. Of course, that's that's never been known, you know, of course. Um, that they may teach the young women. So here's what the aged women are supposed to do, to teach mm-hmm. the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God be not blasphemed. So that's a lot of things about the home. And in there it is stated that the the young women need to be taught to be keepers at home. And my wife has taught on that and really studied this a lot, so she would be much more capable to speak on this than than I am. But she has has gone into that that goes into how to keep a home, how to keep it clean, uh, you know, ideas of even recipes and those kinds of, of making your focus needs to be on your home. When your focus is there, you're going to be there as much as you possibly can. So even in the Bible times in the New Testament, women still had to be taught to be a keeper at home. So it's not unusual that we would have to or should be teaching teenage teenage girls, college-age girls, young adult women, young mothers, that we should be teaching them to be keepers at home because even the New Testament they had to be taught. Yeah. You know, part of the problem is that 
I've heard ladies say to other ladies, now, do you have a job or do you just stay at home? Whoa. <laughs> do you work? Yeah, do, do you, you work, work or do you do stay you at home? Work? Yeah. That's right. Do you work? And, uh, yeah, that's that's uh, that, that hurts. Uh, I've heard ladies say that, you know, when you stay at home and you keep your home and, you know, you're doing all those responsibilities, that's that's a full-time job. Then you add children into that. That's that's an overtime job every week, and it's not it's not easy just to you know stay at home. And well, so there's and that then aspect too. Depending on what you believe, if you had homeschool on top of that, Th- that's right. You know that's now, right. I mean, you're looking at a superhuman accomplishment. Right now, my wife and I, by the grace of God, my wife was able to stay home with our children when they were small, um, but we lived in a parsonage. And so I didn't have a mortgage. Yes. And so that that really helped. Mm-hmm. Not everybody's able to do that. Right. Not everybody's able to do that. And even at that, we we had no money in the bank. We never had a savings oh, account. Oh, yes. We barely got by. Oh, yeah. Um, if I bought something, it was usually secondhand, and that's okay. Nothing wrong with that. We got some great stuff secondhand. I bought a lot of junk that I wasted my money on. Um, my kids dressed well. Um we had some help from our in-laws, so that was that was a help. Mm-hmm. But it got to a place where we wanted to own our own home. My wife said, I need some security. I need my own home. We could not have physically, financially, have purchased a home on my income uh, from the church. Just couldn't have done Oh, it. yes. Oh, Especially right. here in Canada. Um, you know, I, I say the number now, and it was—it's laughable now. But my first home was one hundred and twenty thousand dollars, and you know, you think, well, that's that's nothing now. But that was, you know, that was twenty-five years ago. Mm-hmm. That was a lot of money. I mean, we didn't know how we were going to make it. It was by the grace of God. And my wife did work part time, and she would do it, you know, when the kids were in bed, or you know, I would be able to watch the kids a day, and she could work and whatever. But we couldn't have done it. So that's that's part of the situation but my wife was able to homeschool our kids she stayed home I'm glad I wanted that I told her I'd rather get two jobs than have her work out of the home I just felt strongly that that was important and because of those biblical principles and something we wanted to do so did that just happen or did you plan on it oh we planned you have to plan so why why did you plan on it well, I, I, I felt that it was important. I, I felt for the well-being of our kids. I felt uh, because it was biblical. I felt it was a biblical position. Yeah. Um, we, we planned. We had to make sacrifice. There were some things that we did without. And we're happy to do it so that my wife could raise my kids in the home. And I felt that nobody could teach my kids like my wife. Yep. Denise and I, we had a lot of discussion. Of course, we started dating the end of our senior year in high school, and we got married just before our senior year of college. So we dated a long time, and we had a lot of time to talk and, and plan and and sort of dream and talk about those kind of things. And, and we really did talk a lot. You know, we talked a lot about, you know, I wanted to have a place that where people could walk in at any moment and right. we could entertain. You know, I right. mean, obviously, there you live in the place, but uh, right. we would not live in a situation where somebody stopped by. So one would have to talk to them on the doorstep while the other is trying to 
rush around and take care of stuff that that should have been done. Right. You know, so, I mean, we talked about those kind of things. We talked a lot about child rearing. What would we expect? What would we probably spank our kids for? You know, what would mm-hmm. we not spank them for? Whether, I mean, we talked a lot about those things. And, of course, we had the same goal that uh, that Denise would be with the kids. Now, our situation is a little bit different. Denise was uh, going for her degree for teaching mm-hmm. and then come to find out, you know, as she got into teaching, she has the gift of teaching for sure, and right, she is right. a master teacher. I mean, just yeah. she is absolutely incredible. But uh, she enjoyed teaching because when the last one went to school and she went back to teaching again, right. she was with the kids. She was off when they were off. There's a snow day, whatever it is. I mean, uh, you know, some rare things like parent-teacher conference, of course, but basically— her schedule was the same schedule as the children. And so that was a great blessing. Now, she had to go back to teaching when our youngest was four, I think. It was one year that he, he we had to find babysitters because financially we just we just couldn't do it. And that's not a slight on Cleveland Baptist Church at all. It's right. just a fact of life that right. nobody on staff in a church makes much money. You know, I mean, just especially if you're the second, third, fourth person on staff, you know, in the in the pecking order, of course. And and so uh, but you do find out God provides. But you've you've got to start in a purpose. You've got to be so purposed and determined because it's a lot of pressure to not do that. Yeah. Let me say this in closing that uh, my wife worked until we had children. Uh, mm-hmm. She she worked full time until we had yep. children, and happy to do that. I I met a pastor's wife not long ago that was single, had no ch- or had no children. I should say single. Pastor's wife had no children, and uh, her husband said, "My wife refuses to work. Uh, we're, we're living in some very meager uh, housing, um, and my wife does not want to work." And I said, "Why not? She just doesn't want to. She she wants to be a keeper of the home." And I said, but you don't have any children, and you live in a very, very small home. I mean, how many times can you clean that house? How, how many loaves of bread can you bake for you and a husband? So I, I think if you're if you're starting out and the wife doesn't have the responsibility of children, I don't see any problem with that woman working outside of the home to make some money to get ahead and maybe get some of those things that you're going to need when you do stay home. I have no problem with that at all. So. It's got to be a personal decision that people it does. It does. people make. You know, I mean, uh, if she spends more time in prayer and and Bible study, she's going to be a much more pleasant, much more powerful ally, if you will, right. in the ministry. You know, right. so you know, if that's whatever the, the situation is, you know, if that's the case. But I'm right. I'm pretty sure right. that I, I, I that could be, but I don't know if I know a woman like that. That's that she's staying home all day and praying and reading the Bible. I'm not. There could well, I'm be. I'm not saying. I'm not saying all day, but whenever you, if you're able to add an hour or two, you know, per day. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that that's why it's just got to be. It, it's up to that husband and wife to decide the particulars. Yeah. And husbands and wives can decide. No, I don't want to do this, but the Bible does teach it. Mm-hmm. That we ought to understand that the importance of it. I think our society, we see our society in such a breakdown yes. because very seldom are either parent 
even home. Yes. And so the kids are handed off to daycare. They're handed off to schools. They're handed off to little leagues. They're handed off to this and that and the other. And they're they're not getting the instruction that they need and the reinforcement that they need. And so uh, it's a it's a real harm on society. So uh, even even husbands, wives, pastors, evangelists, they all have to decide, you know, what they're going to do. But the Bible does teach, and every teenage young lady that's listening, and college age young lady, young young mothers, young wives, the Bible teaches to make your focus, your primary ministry now once you're married is your home your husband, your children, and where you are. And that is, that's God's intent for your primary ministry. And yeah. we can talk probably later, but doesn't mean you'll never work outside the home, but that right. has to be your primary ministry. Yeah, I've got to go. Uh, my wife's ringing the bell, and she wants breakfast, and i got to get it to her. So. <laughs> well, I'm sorry to you've been disrupt. gone for three weeks. Crack that whip, man. She's been with me. <laughs> That's right. I'm Al Stone. I'm in St. Thomas. I just finished a great, great revival meeting Amen. in, in uh, Vancouver, the North Shore of Vancouver with Brother Josh Towns. What a great meeting that was. Amen. Good, good guy doing a great job. A church who just started meeting in a church building for the first time in the history of their church in That's over so 20 awesome. years. Yeah, it's fantastic. Praise so, the Lord. Really Praise good. the Lord. Amen. Now, do they own it or renting it? No, they're renting it. They share it with another church who mm-hmm. uh, invited them to come and use their building. They meet Good. from 2. Their first service is at 2 in the afternoon. They have Sunday school at 3 o'clock. They have their, you know, we'd say morning service, the yes. main service. So we were there till 5.30. It was phenomenal. It was That great. is so awesome. Yeah, That's yeah, great. Yeah. That's so good yeah. to hear. Yeah. This is Dan Wolven in Columbus, Ohio. Please make sure that you give us a rating, a review, and make sure you subscribe to your favorite podcast listening platform. This is Tim Talks. We'll be back on Wednesday. We're so glad that you wrote in, Holly. Thank you. And we're so thankful for others as well who do. Keep them coming. We love it and we need it. This is Tim Talks. You've been listening to Tim Talks, taking interest in ministry, with new podcasts added each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. To learn more about your hosts, Dr. Al Stone and Pastor Dan Wolven, you can visit us at timtalks.com. That's T-I-I-M talks.com.